Together, we're going to find our way. An unofficial Silver Spoons podcast. How's everyone doing today? Well, the day started out nice, you know, here. And we've gotten a little bit of rain. It's a little cool, which isn't terrible. But, uh, yeah, Friday I had the day off, surprisingly. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to go see Downton Abbey the movie. It was really cool. Because, um... When I got there, I wanted to take a picture of myself with the big poster. And this lady who's, you know, also a Downton Abbey fan, she's like, Oh, you, you trying to take your picture? Here, I'll take it for you. And she took my picture. It was really cool. And it was surprisingly, well, not that surprised, but surprisingly for like 11.25 in the morning on a Friday, it was a packed house in that theater for the Downton Abbey movie. And I probably for the most part, was the youngest one there at 37. Everyone else was probably, I'd say, anywhere between 40 plus, 50, 60 years old. Some of the ladies brought their husbands. It was really, it was sweet. Everyone laughed and gasped and awed in all the right moments. It was such a good movie. The only thing that kind of stunk was the fact that the last hour or so, I had to go to the bathroom so bad. But I'm like, I don't want to miss anything. Something could happen, and I would miss it. But overall, it was a great experience. Wore my Downton Abbey shirt that I got, like, probably four or five years ago. It bit me, but barely. I'm like, I don't care. I'm wearing it. <laughs> then after that, got my hair cut. I also got my groceries done, got all that good stuff taken care of, filled my car up. That was pretty much my Friday. And today we just, well, we had to rake some acorns, which stinks. I mean, that's what you got to do when you own a house. Luckily, the acorns don't fall every year. But then, again, if we're hoping to move next year, then the acorns and the leaves and the snow and the sidewalks will be someone else's problem. But anyway... <laughs> Today, I'm going to cover Season 3, Episode 23, the second to last episode of Season 3, guys. The Secret Life of Ricky Stratton, which aired on March 24th, 1985. In this episode, Rick feels bad about himself when he sees how gorgeous his computer date is. Oh my goodness. So this is clearly... The early ages of, like, catfishing before you had full-on internet access. 7.4 rating out of 10, based on 19 ratings on IMDb. Uh, we do get a girl named Wanda. Oh my gosh! Okay, so she was born in 1972. How old is... And he was born in 1970. Okay, so the girl is right around here. And we get Rachel Jacobs, who plays Sally, who actually played, um, 
Shelley, one of Carol's friends on Growing Pains for a few seasons. This episode was directed by Tony Singletary. David W. Duclan, the writer, Ron Levitt, Michael G. Moy, Danny Callis, Ron Kidd, story, Michael or Martin Cohen, the creator, Howard Leeds, Ben Starr. Yeah. So this will be intro. Oh, there's some connection. The Secret Life of Walter Mitty. Title reference. What's this about? A clumsy daydreamer gets caught up in a sinister conspiracy. Great. Oh, I think I'll pass on that movie. Thanks. Um, before I get into the actual episode, I want to give a shout out to the listeners on the podcast. We have Reno, Nevada, Lancaster, Pennsylvania, Swanee, I'm sure I mispronounced it, Georgia, Cedar Park, Texas, New Milford, Connecticut, Orangevale, California, Norman, Oklahoma, New York, New York, Portage, Wisconsin, Lombard, Illinois, Westville, Oklahoma, Wilmington, North Carolina, where they filmed Dawson's Creek and, but my favorite of all, One Tree Hill. Arlington, Virginia, Citrus Heights, California, Lawrenceville, Georgia, Alamo, California, Covington, Kentucky, Oakville, Canada, Lake Charles, Louisiana, Charlotte, North Carolina, Bangkok, Thailand, Barcelona, Spain, Melbourne, Australia, Houston, Texas, Los Angeles, California, Worcester, Ohio, Great Falls, Montana, Brantford, Canada, St. Louis, Missouri, as... A-Z-E-R-B-A-I-G-A-N Norfolk, Virginia and Oak Hampton United Kingdom I'm so, Some of these names, I feel bad because I can't pronounce them And if I do try to pronounce them They'll end up being wrong So I'm sorry, I'm sorry um, If you're new to the podcast, thank you for jumping on board we have all the seasons so far. Seasons 1 through 2 of Silver Spoons completed. Season 3 will be completed at the end of this month. And then Season 4 of Silver Spoons, I'm going to wait till January to cover. However, there are three episodes that I have not covered from Silver Spoons Season 3. And the reason I haven't covered them yet is because they're considered holiday-themed episodes. If you've listened to my other podcasts, you know I really don't like to do the holiday-themed episodes until the actual holiday. It's like you want to feel like in the moment. No one wants to do a Christmas episode in, like, May or, like, June. No, 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 no. You do it during the holiday season. But then again, everyone everyone who does podcasts and cover shows, they do it differently. I like to do it this way. But, um, yeah, if you're new to the podcast, thank you, thank you. And some of the places you can check out to follow along with the podcast are together. We're going to find our way on Unofficial Silver Spoons Podcast on Facebook, on uh, Instagram, it's Silver Spoons Podcast. And if you'd like to send a email to the podcast, you can do so at silverspoonspodcast at gmail.com. The Silver Spoons Podcast on Twitter, share space with the Punky Power PB Podcast. Mm, excuse me. So if you want to send a tweet there or respond, you can do that too. Alright, without further ado, I am excited to get into this episode. Also, if you're new to the podcast, you probably don't know, what I like to do with the episodes is... Starting season, like, season one, there were maybe a handful of episodes I might have seen, like, over ten plus years ago. 
but relatively they're new were new to me but going forward with season two through three and then eventually four and five all brand new and what I like to do is I like to watch the episodes and kind of comment you know talk about what's going on and you know relate it to whether I can relate to it and just you know have fun with the episode and just and even in the clips you might hear me like talking here and there and you know because all these scenes, they're new to me. I'm going to be shocked. I'm going to be surpri definitely surprised on some things. Like, what? Huh? Are you kidding me? Really? Really? Yeah. So, that's how I do things. I think it's fun for me. If you guys get a kick out of it, great. So, also, if you guys enjoy the pod podcast, you've been listening for a while, one of the ways to support the podcast is you can go to iTunes, type in Punky Power Podcast or Punky Brewster, and the image will come up. Silver Spoon's podcast does share space with Punky Brewster, so that's pretty much the only way you're going to hear the Silver Spoon's podcast is if you go into the Punky Brewster podcast, but a way to get the podcast noticed, especially with the new Punky Brewster show coming out most likely next year is leaving reviews and ratings so that way each review and rating gets the podcast more noticed by other Punky Brewster Silver Spoons Full House fans because Full House also does share space on the Punky Power podcast as well so a lot of fun shows a lot of fun stuff coming up in the near future when I finish Silver Spoons, which won't be till late next year, I'm just going to continue on with Full House, and that's pretty much going to be the gist of it. But, alright guys, let's jump into this. I'm excited to see the pre-internet days, how Rick deals with this catfishing scenario, probably. We'll see, we'll see. I don't know, maybe it's not a catfishing scenario. Alright, we start the episode in Rick's room, and oh my gosh, this monitor, computer monitor he has, looks like it's straight out of, like, late 80s, early 90s. It is, it's your typical looking computer monitor, I mean, from the back of it. So Rick says, hey, we're all plugged into the computer network, we're all set to grok. I want to look up what that term means. I couldn't find anything meaningful that uh, meant grok, so let's hear what Rick's definition of it. Maybe, because, I mean, does Alfonso know what grok is? He might know what grok is, but me, the viewer, I don't know what grok is. Rick, can you tell me what it is? Okay, now we're all plugged into the computer network. We're all set to grok. Wow, this is the first time I ever grokked. <laughs> well, it's easy. All grokking means is talking to the computer users. First, you need a handle. Mine is the Ricker. Oh, good great. And Back to that. Message. Here's the Ricker's joke of the day. What city is known as the Big Egg? I guess I'll have to give the answer myself. <laughs> yeah, no one cares. New York. Oh my god! Well, there's someone who understands me. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Who's LG? It's a girl I've been grokking with for the last few weeks. The letters stand for Lady Godiva. 
<laughs> like, did I have a chocolate? Yeah. Just the other day, she said I made her modem quiver. Ew. Well, we're off to the theater. Oh, what are you going to see? A new Broadway musical about the life of Joseph Stalin. It's called That Ruski Rascal. Sounds stupid. What are you guys going to be doing? Oh, we'll be messing around with the computer. <laughs> right now, we're talking to somebody named Lady Godiva. <laughs> Ooh, there's a provocative pseudonym. It's really great. We've been having some terrific conversations the last few weeks. We both have so much in common. We both love Prince. <laughs> yes, Uncanny. Now, you've never actually met this girl, I mean, in person. No. We get along so well over the computer. I don't want to mess with the magic. Where does she live? Yeah, besides, she might be a... Oh, don't even, Alfonso. That's not funny. Stop, Edward. Now, there is a typical male attitude. Exactly. I mean, the only thing that matters is whether or not she's pretty. Is <laughs> that sexist? Kate, when you're 14-year-old kid, that's kind of the way you feel about blind dates. Not that that's right. That's wrong. Yeah, do you want to sleep on the couch, bud? Definitely wrong. Yeah. There are many women who, who could enrich your lives who are beautiful on the outside. <laughs> uh, for example, I mean, what man would turn down a date with Eleanor Roosevelt? Not me, boy. She calls, I'm there. <laughs> yeah, you're not helping. I poke fun. Seriously, Rick. <laughs> You know, if you really like this girl, there's no reason you shouldn't meet her. Yeah. Why shouldn't I meet somebody we're good grokking with? Yeah. I'm going to ask her out. <laughs> All right. Where does she live? We don't want to be late. <laughs> don't want to miss the Ruski Rascal. <coughs> As they say, the opening number is supposed to be terrific. Imagine 40 gorgeous girls in fur hats going, So, basically what Rick is doing is he's typing into, like, a forum or a message board... Or, I don't even know, could this even be considered a chat room for, like, 1985? Maybe. But, so, grokking is what he refers to talking to someone through the computer. We don't even know where this girl lives yet. So, grokking means just talking to other computer users. I mean, can you imagine... Like, getting on your computer back in the day and being able to, like, talk to somebody who may not even live in the same state, let alone the same country as you? How wild is that? So, Rick kind of gives Alfonso some tips on how to grok. He says, you gotta start out with a handle. Mine is the Ricker. I'm like, oh my god, it's almost over season three and we get the Ricker. We, I'm sure if I can remember correctly, we did get that at least once. And I still wanted to punch you in the gut, Ricky. Rick. Rick. Uh, see, I'm still trying to grapple with switching from calling him Ricky to Rick now that he's older. But this episode is actually called The Secret Life of Ricky, not Rick Stratton. The Ricker's Joke of the Day. What city is referred to as the Big Egg? And he puts the answer, New York, like an egg. Like, 
And clearly he bombs at this joke because everyone's like, boo, hiss, they're, they're heckling him. Someone even says he should play hangman with a real noose. Gah. Oh, when he types in New York, New York, excuse me, <laughs> he puts ha ha after it. Like, oh, I guess I gotta answer it myself. No one else is going to. Like, no one else is gonna take a bite, so you may as well just give him the answer. It's a lame joke. It's not cool. Let's look at some of these dog lips, says boo, floppy dude, hiss with two exclamation points. Logo says yuck, the godfather says go play hangman, and then dot 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 with a real noose. Noose almost, because it's like the black screen with the green letters. Moose, or noose could almost look like, because N and M kind of look similar. So it almost looks like with a real moose, but it's a noose. Like, oh, that is dark. That is very dark. This person is doing what people would call today is, I, I don't know. I, I'm going a, a little much. I know. I know. Someone put go, if someone today, some teen today put go play hangman with a real noose, that person would be in some major trouble because you're basically telling someone to go kill themselves. I don't like that. Yes, I'm reading too much into this. And do I care? Not really. These are the weirdest names. F Dog Lips, Floppy Dude, Sluggo the Godfather. And here's someone that understands Rick. Ricker, I thought it took a great deal of courage to tell that joke. Is the audience just like, yeah, this person just has sympathy for Rick. They're like, oh, you tried and failed. Love. Oh, she says love. LG, which we learned stands for Lady Godiva, not the chocolate. Oh my gosh, Rick in his laugh. It was kind of funny when he was young. Like, <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> it's cute. It's cute. You know, I know that his hair has gotten a little bit longer. It's not full mullet. It's more like baby mullet where it's not like, it's not Joey Gladstone from Full House season one mullet yet, but I'm sure it will get there eventually. So Alfonso's like, oh, who's LG? And Rick's like, oh, it's a girl I've been grokking with for a few weeks. So they've been back and, you know, back and forth typing for a few weeks. Well, that's pretty cool. And Alfonso's like, ooh, I like that name, Lady Godiva. And Rick's like, yeah, just the other day she said I made her modem quiver. I'm like, oh, that sounds... <laughs> you don't want to go down deep into that rabbit hole of uh, the cyber world. <laughs> that dark, dark world. Don't open that door. So I looked up this play that Edward and Kate are going to see. It's a play on the early life of Joseph Stalin, which almost sounds like Stalin. So this guy lived from 1878 to 18... Wait a minute, hold on. Why? Wait, wait a minute, what? Hold on. Something's up here. Okay. No. He lived, uh, born in 1878 and died in 1970. What? Uh, oh, no, that's not it. Hold on. It just goes on and on forever. I'm not that interested anyway, but at least it proves it's just, it's not like some made-up name. It's an actual person. So they're seeing a play called The Ruski Rascal. So yeah, Kate and Edward just kind of tell them what they're up to, like, and Kate's like, oh, what are you boys going to be up to? 
And Rick's like, oh yeah, we're just gonna be, you know, messing around with the computer. And Alfonso's like, oh yeah, right now we're talking to someone named Lady Godiva. Of course, Edward gets all into this, like, ooh, there's a provocative pseudonym. And Rick says how they've been having some great conversations the last few weeks. They have a lot in common. Like, they're both, like, Prince, the singer. So, Edward says, so you've never met this girl, like, in real life. And Rick's like, yeah, I, I really don't, you know, we get along so well on the computer. I really don't want to mess that up by meeting her. You know, I don't want to ruin the magic. Like, oh, what if we meet and we don't like each other? Or... And Alfonso and Rick are all like, oh, like, what if she's, like, unattractive? But they both start going, like, calling her, like, a dog and stuff. And then Edward joins in, and Kate's like, uh, excuse me, you don't know this girl could have a very nice inner beauty. If you got stuff in common with her, how she looks should not matter. Granted, if you've seen the MTV show Catfish, which I've watched some of those, those get into some cray-cray territory. Wow. And yes, I read about, you know, it is fake, the whole setup and this and that and everything like that. I get it. I get it. It's for dramatic purposes. And she calls the whole wolf howl thing a typical male attitude. These guys are just, they're being sexist. I get the teenage boys are being teenage boys, but Edward, come on, you're the dad, you're an older guy, you should be setting an example for your son. Why does Kate have to be the one to set you all straight on how you treat a woman? You don't, you just, you don't treat, you know, women like, oh, it only matters what she really looks like. I mean, if she's not attractive, then there's no hope. Like, I mean, I get physical attraction is important in a relationship, too. But honestly, what would you rather have? Someone who you have a really good, deep connection with, you get along great, or somebody who their physical beauty kind of overpowers, you know, who, the, you know, mentally, like, maybe they don't have a lot going on upstairs. Which, I'm not saying that pretty people don't have a lot going on upstairs. They do. It's just... What are you willing to to go with? What would you rather, you know, you, I mean, they say beauty is skin deep and everything, which you got to dig deeper and get to know the person behind the face. What else do they have in common? They like Prince. Anything else? Are you around the same age? You, do you know where she lives? What city? What state? You know, stuff like that. And... Edward's like, Kate, come on, when you're a 14-year-old kid, the only thing that matters about a girl is what she looks like. Personality goes out the window pretty much. But luckily, Kate kind of gives Edward a look like, you need to be setting an example for your son and his friend. And Edward, of course, turns around and says, not that that, you know, guys, that's wrong. You should not be looking at girls as just an uh, object, but looking for the type of person they are. But let's get off of this now. I'm getting off my soapbox, if that's what you want to call it. So, Kate is really harping on this. Like, she really wants to get these boys to understand that, you know, beauty is just skin deep. And she's like, who would turn down a date with Eleanor Roosevelt? And Edward's like, oh, not me. I mean, if she called me up, I would be there. And she kind of looks at him like, dear, this is just an example. I don't need you to be all gung-ho about Eleanor Roosevelt. 
so Ever says, why don't you at least meet this girl and get to know her first and everything? And he's like, yeah, why shouldn't I meet her? I mean, we both, you know, why shouldn't I meet someone that I've been grokking with? I'm like, oh, my goodness. Um, And the fact that uh, Alfonso's like, oh, well, she could be a real, you know, this or... Not once so far have we gotten into the whole, you do not go off and just meet someone you met online. This, today's world, with what's going on now, could be a great, great lesson learned for Rick. Edward's like, you know what? It's great that you want to meet face to face. However, that's not going to take place while I'm not home. I want to be there while you meet this person. So that way I know that you're safe. And I don't want you going off and trying to meet someone you just met, you know, on the computer. Although they probably think, oh, it's a 14-year-old girl. How harmless could she be? You don't know that that's a 14-year-old girl on the other line that you're connecting with. That could be a 30-something-year-old man who likes chatting with teenagers or something gross like that. Does she live in New York? Because he's like, I'm going to set up a date for us to meet on Friday. I mean, Saturday. We haven't even heard. She clearly must live in New York then if he's talking to her. Because the fact that he's just setting up a date to, to meet her and everything. Granted, maybe this is just a local, like, semi-message board chat room scenario where it's all local people. Because I doubt they'd have her living in Montana or Utah and, like, have to fly over to meet him. Do you know what this makes me think of? 1996. Remember the movie First Kid? Where the president's son, Luke, is chatting on the kid internet? Where he's chatting with someone like Mongoose 5 or... Yeah, he's like Viper some Viper Boy or something, and then Mongoose 12 is who he's chatting with. They agreed to meet, like, at the mall, and it turns out eh, not a good situation. Granted, that's 11 years after this episode. So I hope, honestly, let's get some chat room safety procedures when it comes to meeting people. We clearly must meet this girl, right? Because she's in, she's on the IMDb. We must meet her. I'm, um, well, I'm going to just play this out and let's see what happens. I, I'm jumping to conclusions. I'm sorry. Here it goes. Let's see, I'm going to make it for Friday. No, no, Saturday. Wait a minute, why am I so cocky? This girl sounds terrific. She might have hundreds of guys asking her out. She might even say no. Yeah, she'll pretty, maybe. <laughs> Here it goes. Whoa. Pretty cool. Shut up, Alfonso. So he asks Lady Godiva out for a date. She, of course, replies back with yes in giant letters. The boys come back from school, and there is a letter there for Rick that's on a silver platter just sitting on the table by the door. Hey, look, you got mail. Photographed and not bent. It must be from Lady Godiva. We agreed to exchange pictures. Her real name is Wanda O. Biddle. 
O doesn't stand for. Oh. Someone slap him. There it goes. Oh. Is what it is a nude? She's not dressed like Lady Godiva, is she? She's wearing nothing. She's. <laughs> oh, she's. Not real? That is a fake. Mom. Mom. That is a fake picture if I ever saw one in Boy, my life. Did I look out? Wow. I've seen her before. <laughs> Somewhere. Magazine. I know. I saw her at the record store. She must go to Jefferson High School, because I saw her with their store quarterback. Chip Matheson? Isn't he a senior? He's fairly good looking. <laughs> yeah, this is a guy with major chest hair. <laughs> Not to mention a cherry red Porsche. Why would she be going out with you? <laughs> okay, so she's a little pretty. I'm no Quasimodo. <laughs> Look, I'm young. I don't have a lot of chest hair. But I have a lot of other good qualities. Wait a minute. I'm on your side. <laughs> I've always rooted for the underdog. <laughs> Man, I gotta get myself a computer. <laughs> Soon. Hi there. I'm the Ricker. No. No Ricker. Oh. Oh, that's real great. You busted that drum set. So, he's got a photo that she sent. Her name is Wanda Odin. See, now when I think Wanda, I think of, like, Wanda from Wishbone, who's, like, a 35-year-old. If you guys have seen Wishbone, she's the lady with the short, like, reddish-brown hair. <coughs> kind of quirky. Um, or I'm thinking <laughs> Lawanda from Problem Child 2 who almost marries John Ritter at the <laughs> And the way that Rick is like, huh, oh my god, oh this picture. I'm thinking, is she dressed scantily? Like scantily clad woman? You'd almost think he were looking at a, a nude picture of her. He's, <laughs> and we get the picture. It's, honestly, it looks like something this girl clearly cut out of a magazine because it doesn't look like, it looks like a model. Like she, the girl cut out a picture of a model from a magazine and just sent it to him. Oh, okay. So the lady on IMDb, this is just a picture of her. So we don't actually see this girl. Looks like the lady's name is Katie Barberi. What has she done? Uh, last thing she did was the Blexicans in 2018. Don't know what that is. Uh, I think it's a TV show. Um, Kids Incorporated. It's your move. Wanda O as in O dot. So that's like, like maybe Wanda Olivia or something. Wanda O dot Biddle. B-I-D-D-L-E. Okay. Um, all is forgiven. Ferris Bueller, I cannot talk. Ferris Bueller's day off the movie. She was an uncredited economic student. She was in Divorce Court, The Judge, Garbage Pail Kids movie as Tangerine. Beverly Hills 
Bugs Freddy's Nightmare. There was a TV show about 44 episodes of Freddy's Nightmares, which had Robert Unglund, England reprise his role as Freddy Krueger. I didn't know there was a TV show that ran from 1988 to 1990. Wow. Uh, Bronx Zoo. Um, Us. Oh my gosh, there's Michael Landon. What is this? It's something called Us, and it's got Michael Landon as Jeff Hay. Oh, it's got the guy who plays Jerry Seinfeld's dad from Seinfeld. There's really nothing I recognize here. Conan the Barbarian? I've never seen it, but I've heard of it. There's really nothing here. Burn Notice? Never watched that show. Oh my, every Which Way. She was in 62 episodes as Ursula Van Pelt. Any relation to Lucy and Linus Van Pelt? This, this show is about a teenage girl deals with moving to a new town, growing up and falling in love, all while re realizing that she is a witch. Great. Good. Wonderful. So, Alfonso says, wow, she looks really familiar like I've seen her before. Oh yeah, at the record store with some football player boyfriend from another school. And Rose's like, oh, I think that guy's a senior. And, of course... Alfonso's like, yeah, he's got, like, probably chest hair and stuff like that and muscles out to here. And Rick's like, well, I mean, I don't have chest hair, but I do have other things, bodily things to offer. Alfonso ends up leaving saying, gosh, I really need to get myself a computer. So Rick is so enamored with this picture because he's talking to the picture and looking down, not realizing that he's walking right into that drum set that always seems to just be sitting there and no one uses it. But he, like, puts his foot right through the bottom of the, the drum. Like, oh my goodness. So much that he ends up tripping and falling on his back. Okay, so Rick's looking at his reflection in this little mirror that's hanging, it's about the size of his face, is hanging to the right of that little bay window area. I also notice in his room, now that he's old, he's still got that telescope that you never see him use that's in the bathroom still. We see that rainbow bag that I swear I saw Punky Brewster using in season one when she runs away. I see a fishing pole that's just sitting there. And a hockey stick. He's basically just winking at himself in the mirror, like, hey, how you doing? I'm the Ricker. I swear I thought we dropped that. Is he going to continue that in season four and five? Oh, my God. I hope not. I thought we were rid of it. Apparently not. Oh, no, he's got a zit right on his forehead, right between his eyebrows and above his nose. It's not even a real big zit. It's some tiny, itty-bitty pimple. Just slap some Clearasil on it. You'll be good to go. I like how now that Rick's older, they're trying to cool him off with, like, he's always had that little rubber band wristband thing. And then um, he's got, like, a little pinky ring on. Like, hey, we're trying to cool him up. Like, he's all cool. He's wearing a pinky ring. He's got a little wrist rubber band wristband thing going on. He's got some Clearasil. Good. Pop that on. No one will ever notice. Or he could use a little, and I know I'm sure it's very embarrassing, but he could get a little bit 
of that, um, what's it called? What is the word I'm looking for? Not foundation, but it's like a, like, comes in a compact. It's got a little, like, a thing that you just put a little bit of, uh, I cannot think of the word. I used to use one of those. Like, it's a powdery sub. It's not foundation. It's that other thing to help, you know, cover your zits and pimples and stuff. I don't, I, I can't think of it. I'm sure I'll think of it once this episode is done. But he's got a tube of Clarisol, so he's good. Just slather it on, Rick. Dude, you gotta rub it in. It's gonna stand out if you don't get it to blend in with your skin. Don't just put a dot right there on the zit and say, good enough. He's like rubbing it a little. Like, no, you gotta make sure it blends in or she's gonna know. Oh, you got some smudgy crap on your forehead. What's that? Oh, you got a zit? Oh, that sucks to be you. Now he's pulling his ears out away from his head. Dude, your ears are fine. You don't need to be playing with your ears. They don't stick out. But they will if you keep pulling on them with your fingers. Like, oh, my ears stick out. Well, they won't if you just keep your hands off of them. Okay, he's going a bit much. Now he's putting tape on his ears. He's got his hair actually slicked back. Like, maybe if you, like... I don't know, maybe you could, like, part it in the middle and then, like, comb it down to, like, kind of cover his ears. Also, his bangs, like, maybe you could, like, take them and, like, they would cover his forehead and hide that zit if he just kind of combed them, like, straight. Because he's got, like, a side part and this, the hair's kind of, like, swooped, but, you know, slicked back a little bit and then, you know, combed over to the side. So, yeah. And Edward, of course, walks in right as Rick is getting ready to tape his ears down. <sighs> oh, that looks ridiculous. How are you going to hear? You're taping right over your ear. He's taping over his ear hole. <laughs> Dude. Yeah, I think he needs some advice. Well, I was just on my way to bed. I thought I'd stop off and say goodnight. You about to turn in? Oh, not for a while. Here I am going to bed before you. It's a sign you're getting older and I'm... Then I'm going to ask you something. And I want you to give it to me straight, Okay. What do you think of my ears? They look like ears. The truth? The truth. Okay, you asked for it. Here goes. Your ears are perfectly normal. Yeah. Forget it. You're just blinded by parental love. Rick, ears are silly flaps to stick out the side of your head. They're for listening. They're not for looking at. It's not just my ears. My nose is not properly centered. My feet are way too long for my body. Who cares about your feet? It's like I'm standing on two loaves of pumpernickel. <laughs> well, son, your your body's just going through changes now, that's all. You don't look bad. You look it just feels that way. You look average. It feels that way because it is that way. Tell you what, why don't you turn in, huh? I promise you, in the morning you may be surprised at how small your ears get. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you.
Bananarama. Oh, good. So Ricky has to say, like, Dad, please, tell me about my ears. What do you think of them? And Edward comes up behind Rick and says, Son, all right, I'm going to level with you. I'm going to break it to you. Your ears are normal. And, of course, Rick's like, Oh, you're just blinded by your parental love. Like, you're not. It's like. And then he's like, Well, my e my nose, like, sticks out. My feet are, like, two lobes of pumpernickel. Dude, no girl's going to be looking at your feet. No girl cares about your feet unless she's got a foot fetish. Which, I doubt a 14-year-old girl has a foot fetish. 14-year-old Girl, girls in the 80s, I'm sure, did not have foot fetishes. As for your nose, it's a perfect, simple nose. Your face looks fine. You know, Edward says, you're just, you know, you're going through changes. Your body's changing. You're going to look different, you know. You're, you're going to be disproportionate. Your face is going to look all... Until you grow into your face. His face looks fine. Everything about him looks absolutely wonderful. And that is my inner teenage girl talking, not my 37-year-old adult talking. So Edward's come. I thought he was, I thought Rick was going somewhere because he's dressed up. And even Edward surprises me because he comes in all, all dressed like he's like, not that he's going out anywhere. But he's like, well, I'm going to go turn in. I'm like, you're so dressed. I thought, I don't know. When you get ready to turn in, are you already in your pajamas? Like what you, or what you wear to bed? Or do you just like, well, I'm turning in now and taking off my regular clothes to put on my pajamas. I don't know. Everyone's got a different schedule. When I'm home, when I get home, if I'm not going anywhere, I'm like, boom. Everyday clothes off. Lounge around the house clothes on for a good chunk of the day. It's like, I ain't going anywhere. I'm just going to lay around and what I wore to bed last night. I mean, I don't got anybody to impress. My husband knows what my what I look like. <laughs> so yeah, Edward turns in. He's like, you. I think you need to be getting to bed, son. Maybe you'll wake up and see your ears are smaller. So Rick takes Wanda's picture off the bed or off the bed, off his nightstand, lays down on the bed and just has the picture on his chest. And like, what is he going to do to that picture? No, now he's got some weird fantasy going on. We see like that snack shack place that he and Alfonso would go to, the dancing place where Alfonso would dance. We see what looks like Alfonso and some kid who's got like, reddish blonde hair and he's wearing a scarf and he's got a red like turtleneck shirt on he looks I don't know who he looks he I don't, I don't know this can't be Rick who's this guy talking to Alfonso but this is just a dream or a fantasy <laughs> what in the world What a weirdo. Oh. Hi, Rick. How do I look? Like a weirdo. Hey, you're down to one blummet. Way to go. Thanks. Do you actually have the nerve to show up for this day? Of course I did. Well, you will now. 
<laughs> Alfonso, it's not what a person looks like that counts. I mean, take Eleanor Roosevelt, for example. I hate to tell you this, Rick. Eleanor Roosevelt was a lot better looking than you. Ouch. That's true. Well, aren't you going to go talk to Lady Godiva? She's here? Where? Right over there. Oh, this is the girl. She's not just a picture. This is a weird fantasy of a nightmare. He's Rick comes in. He's got this ginormous set of fake ears on his head. He's got a big red dot that now it's it's like right in between his eyebrows. That nowadays could easily be considered offensive. He's wearing a plaid brown gray jacket and pants. And then he's wearing some ridiculous, funky, weird shapes of yellow, orange, and brown, and burgundy. It just, it's really gross looking. And Alfonso's like, hey, because Rick says, hey, don't you know about a, a Lady Rose, or Eleanor Roosevelt looks pretty good. And Alfonso says, well, she actually looks better than you do, Rick. And Alfonso says, oh, by the way, Lady Godiva is sitting right over there. And we see the girl, and we like, oh, so she's not just a girl in the picture. Okay. She's even more beautiful than her picture. <laughs> you don't have scotch tape, do you? No. <laughs> Excuse me? <sighs> Never mind. across from Wanda and she's like oh I thought that picture you sent me was like a gag I didn't actually expect you to have giant ears gross and who ends up being their waitress but Kate of course her her name tag says Katie on it and she's got this like like Bronx New York accent and she's like oh sweetie what do you what can I get you and, of course, Wanda's like, oh, something that doesn't take very long. Like, oh, uh, crackers, maybe? And, um, she's like, oh, yeah, sweetie, are you on a mercy date here? I mean, judging from this. And she even calls 
Rick Quasimodo, Kate does. And then she also is, well, what can I get you? And he's like, oh, I'll have some fries. And she just looked, Kate looks at him like, isn't that, do you really want that with your, you know, complexion and that big red dot between your eyebrows? It's like, ouch. Oh, is Edward running the counter? <laughs> this is a weird dream. It's kind of creepy. But I understand it's playing on Rick's insecurities about how he looks. I mean, this is an interesting episode that kid, teens could relate to when they're going through the awkward stages of where you feel like you don't really fit in your body. Your looks are all uh, combobulated. They, they're all, your ears are too big. Your your nose is too wide. Yeah, and it's stuff like that where you just, you know, if you're, you're, you're you got acne and, and it's, it's uncomfortable because you're just going through all these changes and all these feelings and it's just, it's, being a teenager sucks, man. I would not ever want to go back to that. Ever. I hated being a teenager. You like to dance? No. I guess it won't kill me. What are you doing? That's dancing? That is weird. Dude. You Oh my god! Edward! Ew! the counter uh no remember how alfonso's like oh yeah you know i've seen her with her boyfriend the football player whose name is chip oh my god and wanda of course is supposed to be what like maybe for 15 maybe 16 i don't know Edward is chip. His hair is slicked back. He looks like a greaser with a letterman's jacket. And I'm just like, this is unsettling. 
Do you want to know who this, what this situation reminds me of? Um, I'm currently reviewing the movie um, For My Daughter's Honor and Decent Seduction, which is a TV movie that came out in 1996. And the girl, Nicole Tom, who was in the movie Beethoven, she was also on The Nanny. And she is a 14-year-old student. This movie's based on a true story. Um, Gary Cole, you probably, if you've seen that show, that movie Office Space, um, a Brady Bunch, the Brady Bunch movie from 95, very Brady sequel in 1996. He plays Mike Brady, Gary Cole does. And in this movie, he plays a football coach slash biology teacher. And he and Nicole Tom's character, whose name is Amy, and Gary Cole's character is Coach Nash. They have a really a very inappropriate relationship. But just seeing Edward Joel Higgins as Edward pretending to be a senior in high school when he's like almost 40 years old and this girl's probably like 16, 17. He's got his arm around her and everything like that. It kind of gave off those creep vibes. <laughs> So this is going to be so weird for Rick, this nightmare that he's having. Because his dad, his dad is basically in this weird nightmare is playing Chip, the boyfriend of Wanda. And he's he looks at Rick like, <laughs> who's the nerd? And poor Rick with the big giant ears, that red dot that just keeps getting bigger on his forehead. You kind of feel for him a little bit. And Wanda's like, just someone I met over the computer. <laughs> and she just kind of rolls her eyes at and looking at Rick like, and someone I will never see again. <laughs> and uh, Chip, in quotes, is like, is that right, Dumbo? <laughs> like this laugh that he's got, like it's weird. <laughs> And you, looking at Ricky, it's like his mouth is like on the floor. Like, he can't even believe this. And then Chip is just teasing him, saying like, oh, maybe he'll learn to talk when he gets some chest hair. <laughs> yeah, it's like Joel Higgins, uh, Edward, they got him in a letterman's jacket holding a football with a light blue button-up and jeans. Oh, my gosh. Oh, the Porsche! Because he's like, hey, I got my Porsche out front. And he keeps calling her babe. Oh, that's right, because Alfonso said, yeah, he also drives a Porsche. What is that in the back? It says video something or other. This neon sign in the background. And he, before he turns to go, he looks back at Rick and says, oh, I think I ran over your tricycle. <laughs> Rick, of course, trips over these big lime green with neon yellow shoestrings. These are his shoes. They're huge. Trips over them. And Alfonso bends down and says, oh, Rick, you shouldn't have went out on this blind date. And everyone just starts pointing. Oh, and, of course, Wanda, right before she leaves, like, oh. And Wanda, of course she's not. She's like, oh, I'm sorry. It didn't work out. It's just, you're so ugly. Like, she draws out the words so and ugly. Like, what? That's gotta be a kick to the, the what have you there. Poor guy. Guys, trust me. If you've ever been called ugly by anybody, it really hurts. 
Oh, Rick wakes up from his nightmare. He's like, oh. and he, he just looks so sad. Like, oh my gosh, I'm so ugly. Like, I, I just, my heart goes out to him. Because every teenager, I'm sure, has been there. You have that level of self-confidence. Either you can be pretty confident in how you look, or even the ones that are like, wow, that person looks like a movie star. You don't know if they're going through some inner turmoil where they probably think they're ugly or something, or they probably think, oh, I'm really overweight. I, I probably should, you know, and just stuff like that. It's all about body image and how we perceive ourselves. It's the next day, and Rick is looking at Wanda's picture again, and is like, wow, have you ever seen a great set of ears? And Kate's like, look, if you let your fear control you, you're gonna miss out on something really great. Well, Ever, Ever kind of takes a hold of Ricky's ear and says, Rick, you're letting your fears in your ears get the best of you. Yeah, Kate says, if we let our fears control us, then we miss out on all the good stuff. And I like how Edward here kind of uses, like, if I let my fears control me, I would have missed out on something great, which is marrying Kate. Because that was his big problem, was the fear of, you know, his first mar marriage failed. So, his, just he was just scared of, you know, he he loves Kate so much that he doesn't want, he just thinks that the marriage just, he just doesn't want to let her down. Like, what if the marriage doesn't work and everything, and then we end up, you know, divorcing and, and all that stuff. And it's like, it's good, yeah, you know. It, saying, I'm not going to let you control me today, fear, that helped him win Kate over, proposed to her, and they got married. Have you ever seen such a great pair of ears? <laughs> Rick, you're letting your fears in your ears get the best of you. Yeah, we all have things that we're afraid of, but if we let those fears control us, then we lose out on the good stuff. Yeah, you know, if I'd let my fears stop me, I would have missed something really wonderful. I'd get married to Kate. Aw, that's sweet. <laughs> Come on, Rick, go on the date. Give it a try. Who knows? You may even like it. Okay. I mean, how horrible can it be? All right. It's not like I'm getting married or anything. What? <laughs> um. Well, come on, son. Oh, Dad. You don't have to drive me. I can just flap my ears and fly down there. <laughs> okay. Dad. So Rick makes a joke like, hey, Dad, look, it's not like I'm getting married or anything. And Rick and Kate take, they're on their way, Edward and Kate are on their way to play tennis because clearly Edward's wearing one of those cream white v-neck sweaters that just, it looks like someone, it's almost like a trope. Those sweaters are like, oh, that person clearly plays tennis because they're wearing one of those sweaters. So they take Rick and drop him off at the ham hamburger place. Uh, it turns out Wanda is just as she is. She's Wanda. And the girl Sally is a friend of hers who she's just having hanging out with her. And Wanda says, um, yeah, I got a date with, um, he goes to your school, Rick Stratton. 
And of course, Sally's like, you've got a date with a record? Like, she's building him up to be this great, magnificent, amazing guy. Which, I mean, Rick's an amazing guy, sure. But it seems like now Wanda's going to have the complex of, oh no, if he's this great, amazing, beefy model of a guy. So, everyone's got an inferiority complex in this episode, apparently. Well, Rick does. <laughs> Hi, Wanda. Hi, Sally. So, what brings you to Fuller High Territory? Oh, I have a blind date. Maybe you know him. He goes to your school. His name's Rick Stratton. Rick Stratton. You've got a date with the Ricker? <laughs> what a babe. He is to die. To die. Okay, seriously, chill, girl. Really something, huh? Something? He is so popular. He dresses super cool. He's a letterman on the soccer team. Talk about cute legs! <laughs> you have to promise and call me and tell me everything. I promise. I want all the details, even down to the color of his socks. <laughs> okay, seriously? This poor girl. Oh no! Now she's having a fantasy. That's creepy. Sally is just building Rick up to be, oh, he's the most popular boy at Fuller High School. And he's a, got a, he's a letterman, jacket wearing, soccer playing guy with amazing legs and a great body. And tell me what the color of his socks. And then Sally's going off to other tables like, she's got a date with the Ricker. Wanda's got a date with the Ricker. Like, whoa, chill yourself, girl. Because now, like I said, Wanda's got the complex now. She's stressed out. Because now we get a weird fantasy of what she thinks Rick looks like. This is creepy. Are Kate and uh, ever going to repress their roles as different people in this fan? Well, they can't because she's never met them. So, no. Oh, it's just Rick. Heck is he wearing? Frickin' layers, man. Anywhere I hang my headband is home. Warm, isn't it? Hi, Ricker. Can I buy you a malt? Maybe a burger? No thanks, sugar plum. Wanna dance? Sorry. My dance card's filled this evening. I'm here to meet a very special lady. Oh man, this is terrible. That poor girl. Gosh, you look even better than your picture. <laughs> yeah, I do. <laughs> oh, nice dress. Plenty of fabric. <laughs> Interesting nose. Autographs now? Oh, good grief. So, uh, I guess you wouldn't want to dance with me. Sure, why not? <laughs> 
<laughs> Video games. Okay, that's what that's it. <laughs> Poor girl can't even get out of her seat. That sucks. When he walked in the door, I thought it was going to be like, oh, wait a minute, no, because they actually, um, had pictures, they exchanged pictures, never mind then, um, <laughs> but he's all Mr. Cool, he's wearing this, like, neon green, um, jacket, whatever you want, uh, and some yellow black striped tie that he tosses and all these girls like think he's like Elvis and they're like oh my gosh no I'll take it whoopsie <laughs> knocked over the mic um but yeah he's just he's Mr. Cool and Sally comes over like oh Ricker will you dance with me he's like no sorry my dance card's full I'm waiting for Wanda and the poor girl Wanda they I just it really breaks my heart to see that they made her just really unattractive with a like a giant bulbous fake nose and they put like six pillows around her waist and chest section and it's just when rick says hey uh well she's like oh i guess you wouldn't want to dance huh he's like oh i guess i could and he also says oh your nose it definitely looks like it would grow on have to grow grow on you like boy but it takes Rick's, like, guy friends all, like, with, you know, the chain of hands, like, trying to pull her out of the booth because she can't even, and even Rick at one point tries to help lift her up. And it's just, she's got so much, and it's just, poor girl. I really didn't expect it to go this way. Because I kept thinking, like, no, that's just a picture that Wanda, like, clipped out of a magazine and, and everything like that. And then Rick's fantasy, I thought, was more like, oh, this is what he thinks the girl looks like, but she doesn't. I thought that girl, Sally, I thought Wanda's name was actually going to be Sally, and it was going to be a different girl. Like, you know, catfishing, like, oh, the person sent me a picture, but it turns out they don't really look like that. So I guess I can't really call this catfishing, then, because... It's not a ruse where it's a totally different person. So Wanda gets cold feet and she goes to leave right as Rick walks right in the door. And they realize they're just average looking teenagers with stuff in common. Like their love of Prince's music. <laughs> no, her name is Wanda. And I, Rick. I, I guess I should call you Wanda. Yeah. I guess I should call you Rick? Yeah, just call him Rick, please. So, no uh, um, <laughs> uh, you want to sit down? Yeah. Good idea. At least it's awkward. Not overly awkward. <laughs> Would you like something to eat? 
maybe just a sugar-free drink. I'm kind of on a diet. You're on a diet? Yeah. Don't you think I should be? No. What? Of course not. You're the kind of person that makes other people go on diets. You mean it? Yeah. I mean, looks on everything. Right? Yeah. I guess I've always felt like I was overweight. I think it started when I was nine and my mom enrolled me in ballet school. Oh, you don't want to hear all this. <laughs> sure I do. I'm all ears. <laughs> you okay? Oh, I'm fine. I know what I wanted to ask you about. Remember when we were grokking one day, you said you were building that science project? My working model on Mount St. Helens. Well, it worked a little too well. I guess I misjudged the pressure, and to make a long story short, they're still trying to get the red cream of wheat off the science lab ceiling. Ew. Stuff like that always happens. Oh, crap. That's gonna suck. by their code names or screen names or handles or whatever you want to call it. So yeah, Lady Godiva and Ricker. But they just drop their handles and they call each other, you know, Rick and Wanda. They sit down and how it's this is so funny about it's like you meet you talk to someone all the time like online and whatever and then you go to meet them and you know, not be murdered. Um, but the fact that you talk all the time online, but then when you meet in person, it's like, you don't know what to talk about. So Rick asks, like, hey, do you want anything to eat? And she's like, oh, no, just a sugar-free drink. I'm on a diet. Was this a thing, like, in the, I mean, I was, you know, born in 82, so I wouldn't have gotten the whole diet thing. Like, were teenagers, was that really all about... Back in the day, the girls, you know, the teens, you know, body image. I mean, that's even something today that teens and even adults deal with body image issues. But it just seemed like that was a thing, you know, girls back in the day really like, oh, I want a diet drink or I just want a salad because I'm watching my weight. Or I, they always say, I'm on a diet. So he's like, what, you're on a diet? And I don't like her response here when she says, don't you think I should be? But then again, she does say that she's always felt like she's been a bit overweight. And Rick says, well, no, actually, I think you're the type of girl that most other girls would see themselves going on a diet to, like, look like someone like you. So, whoa, she has got some deep-rooted issues here. She says she's always felt like she's been a little overweight. And she says she thinks she started, it started when she was nine, when her mom enrolled her in ballet. And, but she kind of stops herself, like, you don't want to hear about all of this. I'm like, 
Wow, there is a lot of stuff to delve into there, but we don't have time and we will never see Wanda again, so, but, wow. And she's like, oh, you don't want to hear all this. He's like, yeah, sure I do, I'm all ears, but then he stops and's like, oh yeah, my ears, now I'm self-conscious about my ears. So Rick gets nervous and starts kind of patting the back of his hair and then, you know, his ears, and Wanda kind of looks at him like, are, are you okay? He's like, oh, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm fine. <laughs> I love how awkward and nervous they are because that's kind of how they, even if they were going to school together and they didn't really know each other and they went out on a date, I like the awkwardness of they don't really know what to say to each other and they're a little nervous with the hair touching, you know, and stuff like that. It's cute. So she, like, snaps her finger like, oh, I know what I wanted to ask you about. Remember when we were grokking the other day? Just tell I don't like the grokking. Can we call it something else? When we were chatting with each other, when we were... You can't say I am because I aming didn't exist yet, but I don't like the grokking term. It just sounds really gross. <laughs> but she mentions a science project with, uh, and he says, oh yeah, I uh, made a replica of Mount St. Helens. And the school's still, still trying to get the red cream of wheat off the walls. Oh, he misjudged the pressure of his uh, replica of Mount St. Helens because they're still trying to get the red cream of wheat off the science room ceiling. Ugh. So she's, Lana's kind of laughing and she kind of bumps her hand. I, I wonder why that drink was placed so far away from her because she ends up bumping it and it falls her soda falls to the ground with the ice in it and they both go to grab it and reach for it at the same time and that's when they both look at each other it's a definite max and roxanne reaching for that piece of paper on the floor moment when they both look at each other you know max and roxanne max goof and roxanne from a goofy movie yeah and Rick asks her to dance. She's like, oh, I'd love to dance. I've never been to a teen hangout where you were able to... You know, honestly, I've never been to a teen hangout, period, because I lived in a small town. So Rick, of course, is getting a little curious. He asks Wanda about this chip guy, and she's like, chip? He's like, yeah, someone I know says he saw you with him and Wanda clears that up like oh no he must have seen my older sister because she's the one who's dating him and they let me hang out with him once in a while so I like their their dancing and Wanda admits you know I was a little nervous about meeting you even though I mean it does sound silly but he's like oh really and she's like oh I bet you weren't nervous and he's like not at all like <laughs> his voice kind of cracks there and that is pretty much how the episode ends. You know, it was, it was, an, it was a good, nervous, you know, meet-cute. They both were really worried about what the other would think of them. Um, I'm going to go ahead and give this a 4 out of 5. Just because the only thing I didn't like was the whole, that whole wolf call with Alfonso just kept going with it. I'm like, you need to stop because it's very offensive. Uh, but I liked, I just, I thought it was really good. This episode really dealt with self, um, your own self-image, you know, body image issues and confidence and meeting people via chat room. Well, it wasn't really a chat room, a message board forum, whatever you want to call it. 
But just the expectations, oh, especially they said, you know, this is a blind date, even though they, they exchanged pictures and everything. And it's just, it's really, this is a good episode for teenagers to watch and just see, like, before you go on your first date and everything like that, would somebody do really know that well and just everyone's nervous about their first date and everything lund will you stop Ugh, my bun bun my rabbit's up here hanging out um but yeah i also liked that kate kind of put the kibosh on the whole wolf hobble thing and just kind of corrected edward even like the example you're setting for your son and his friend is just it's really you don't disrespect women. You don't base them on how they look and stuff like that. And I, I just like that she just, women need to be treated with respect. And you don't look at them like they're nothing more than a body. There's a personality there. Like, yeah, don't judge. Like, they say, don't judge a book by its cover. You judge what's inside. Well, or don't judge at all would be nice. Um... And like I said, the whole, <laughs> that was just funny with Rick's fantasy with the big giant ears, the red dot resembling the zit, and just Kate dressed up as a waitress, calling Rick Quasimodo. <laughs> I was not expecting Edward to portray Chip, and it was just weird on so many levels. There um actually is a movie, a TV movie, stop it, London, um... With Joel Higgins, who plays Edward Threaten, the third, and with uh, Mel Melissa Sue Anderson, who played Mary Ingalls, Little House on the Prairie. There's a lady, I forgot what her name is, but she plays a character named, I think it's Hot Lips on MASH. They were all in a TV movie called First Affair, where the Hot Lips lady and Joel Higgins are play a married couple. She's a professor. Melissa Sue Anderson is a college student. And she, uh, Hot Lips is her professor. And she ends up, Melissa Sue Anderson's character, and her name is Toby, ends up babysitting for this family. And ends up having a, a relationship, affair, if you will, with Joel Higgins' character. Um, as far as for the Silver Spoonful, I'm just going to say this. Teenagers, they're awkward. Your body's changing. So you just got to go with the flow. It's going to eventually arrange itself in the way it needs to. You just got to... takes a few years. We all go through it. Um, I also want to... I don't really think there's any teenagers listening to this podcast, but if there are, guys... Just use common sense if you're on the internet. You don't go into chat. I don't even think. Do chat rooms even exist anymore? Because I remember that being a thing back in like the early 2000s. And I went on into chat rooms and stuff like that. And uh, granted, I didn't go and meet anybody. Okay, I did meet somebody when I was like 19. But um, it was a safe scenario. It's just I wound up disappointed because... Um, the person, you know, I was talk, just talking to him online and then on the phone and everything. And when I saw him, was like, not what I thought it would be. Um, but anyway, um, yeah, just guys, stay out of the chat rooms. Just use precautions if you're talking to people. 
on online, don't tell them who you are, don't give them information to your Facebook page, or any of that stuff. Because there have been people out there that will go chat with somebody, it turns out to be an older guy, guys, there's human trafficking out there, you can get kidnapped, there are teenage girls that I've just been seeing, you know, just disappear. They're like, oh, this person's missing. They wound up meeting some older gentleman who takes them across the county, the state line. And guys, it's just, it's dangerous. It's not safe. Please don't do it. The only thing you're going to find is trouble. And that is the last thing you or your parents need. There are just so many bad people out there that will hurt you. And you need to just stick with those your own age. I mean, we live in a di such a digital age where kids think it's nice. You know, you can take selfies and you post your life and your pictures and everything on the internet. You don't know who's looking at them. Just, just, just don't do it. Just, honestly, precautions and parental control out there is there for a reason. Your parents are trying to protect you. Just, this episode was in 1985. The fact that, you know, Edward and Kate didn't say, oh, you're meeting someone in real life. I really think we should be there for that. There was none of that. There was none of, son, be careful. You don't know who this person is. They could be lying about who they are. That picture could be a fake. All of this stuff. So, like I said, use precautions. Use your head. And just, you know, watching these episodes, like I say, I don't know what's going to happen. So, like I thought, I thought that that picture was a fake. I thought that that girl was not who she said she was. And I thought that the girl who played Sally, I thought that was who Wanda actually was. And it turns out I was 100% wrong. All right. Well, next week we are wrapping up Season 3 with a very a special episode of Silver Spoons, Season 3, Episode 24, entitled The Babysitters, which aired on April 7th, 1985. Rick babysits a girl he suspects was taken from her mother by her father. Uh, if this plot sounds familiar, there's a reason for it. Punky Brewster did the same type of episode in, I think, the same year, to be honest. Let me go, let me check that out. Here we go. Punky Brewster. It was season two. I remember it was called Milk Does a Body Good. Season two, episode 12, had Candace Cameron in it. Punky and Cherry learned that a girl who moved into the building recently was kidnapped by her divorced father, and they are both living in the building under assumed names. Yes. This was in December 1st, 1985, and the Silver Spoons episode was in April 7th of 1985. So it's kind of interesting how some of these storylines from Silver Spoons kind of get a little, like, uh, mashed up, and they become storylines for another show small wonder another show that was done by howard leeds also has an episode about a father kidnapping his daughter and keeping her from her mother wow and um as you know i have been currently covering small wonder once a month if you'd like to hear the Small Wonder Podcast, you can go to Looking Back on My Wonder Years and Wonder Years Podcast. 
I do an episode a month. Um, just be warned that the Wonder Years podcast and a lot of the shows on there, except for Full House, is going to be rated E for explicit. Full House is rated clean. Just like Silver Spoons, just like Funky Brewster. So just be forewarned. All right. So everyone have a wonderful, wonderful weekend and a great start to the week. All right. Bye-bye, everybody. Together, we're gonna find our